Hello and welcome to the Cold Wallet episode three. I'm Rongo. I'm Fujimax. And we are bringing you another episode of Woo! the most popular NFT podcast that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. That we've seen statistics for. That we've seen statistics for. I think we can reliably <laughs> say that. Uh, well, there's also there 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 are very many NFT podcasts. Like the NFT space, they're all about the Twitter spaces. It's, it's mostly Twitter spaces. It's, it mostly. feels like Twitter spaces have obviated the need for podcasts, but we beg to differ. So we are here to talk about what happened in the last uh, two weeks. Two this yet? Yeah, so this is the thing we have established in previous episodes that we don't want to set a time commitment. Uh, period. A period. Period. Periodicity, an interval, an interval. Yeah, we don't want to set an exact interval because we want to make sure that we've got uh, nothing but uh, hot takes to bring you. And so this is, we think it's been two weeks since our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, and it's been in 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 general in NFTs, it's been a bit of a slow two weeks. But we've been building. We've been building. We've been. <laughs> as you do as during you do. such times. No, there's yeah. been. I think. I think it's been a two weeks of some interesting developments. We're going to find the quality out uh, of the, you know, there may not be quantity happening, but there's still quality happening and uh, we're going to talk about it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we get started though, we got to talk through what are we drinking? We've just been served this beautiful beverage, tall, frosty beverage. All frosty green. There's there's a small plant growing out of my beverage. Oh yeah, it's very it's it's like a back to nature type thing here. Yeah, I believe so. We I think today we are drinking a I can't say it a, a, a tequito a tequito 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 yes and uh, it, AKA, AKA the Derek the Derek yeah the Derek. Uh, so the Tequito, 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 uh, aka the Derek, um, is basically a mojito, uh, and, but instead of rum, we've got tequila, and we've got a little half lemonade, half soda instead of just uh, the normal club soda that you would throw in there, and a little reduction on the on the lime juice that you put in because you've got a little extra citrus there. Yeah, so um, a typical mojito, you'd have mint leaves muddled with simple syrup or sugar cubes work too, uh, with lime juice and rum, white rum, or yeah, white rum normally, and then a bit of club soda to fill the rest of the glass. And instead, we've got a couple substitutions: tequila for the rum, and then lemonade at that yeah, that half lemonade, half soda mix instead of the pure soda. And I think it is delightful. It's it's very refreshing. And uh, hold on, let me take a sip. Extremely here. refreshing. I also mm-hmm. would like to note I made the lemon uh, the lemonade myself. Mm. I did not on I, property I, Meyer lemons. So yeah, I did. Mm. I did not do that. I um, is that well? Your is your mint on property as well? The mint is also on property. Wow, wow. Mint on property Meyer lemons. So we're it's a uh, got the got the small farm out in the courtyard that's funding all this. Yeah. Uh, on my side, uh, all of this was delivered today. So um, we're, we're supporting the farmers uh, over <laughs> over here. Um, so the origin of this drink. So as we mentioned, uh, it's the Tequijito. I'll get it eventually. Um, sure. A.K.A. the Derek uh, referring to uh, Derek, 
uh, the 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 mod. I was gonna say a mod, a but the mod, the mod. Well, okay. the mod of the Midnight Breeze Discord. I don't think sure. there's only one mod. There's no no. There's the, other. There's, there's other, other mods. mods? Yeah, yeah, Bubble Cup and Lenoa. I didn't think it was a mod. Not. I thought those were just. Are, nope. are they? There's are there's a Derek is not the only mod in that Discord. Yes. Really? I thought yeah. there was like the Breeze Brigade. Uh, there is that too, but there are okay. also additional actual moderators. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Bubble I'm sorry if you're listening. I apologize. I apologize. I, you, I, I'm, I am in the Discord active at a certain time, and I think maybe we swap time zones. So I apologize. Anyways, Derek, uh, one one of many beloved mods uh, of the Night <laughs> Breeze Discord, um, uh, suggested uh, this beverage, uh, I believe, invented by him at a music festival. Oh, uh, and so he was searching for refreshment, and uh, kind of used what was available to him. And uh, this is what this is what this is what came out. And I must say, I can imagine myself drinking this at a music festival and being oh, yeah. very refreshed out in the sun. Yeah, this yeah. is this would be perfect. Yeah, that's great. But instead, um, we're in we're in a dark cyberpunk bar. With we're in a dark cyberpunk bar. It works really well. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the only sunshine we'll see tonight. Uh, <laughs> and so so yeah, so we're we're having the Takahito, uh, aka the Derek. And uh, from now on, we'll also new tradition that we'll be including our drinks in the announcement tweets, uh, such that you can uh, you know know what's going to happen during the episode before you put it on before you get five minutes in and like ah man i wish wish i was you know there at the the cyberpunk bar with them uh you can now uh prep yourself before you hit play uh on the podcast and uh you know uh imbibe along with us very good i hope you've got mint rum uh lemonade club soda all this on hand if you're derek you probably do but anyone else you might want to pause Take a quick trip, quick trip to the store, grab all that stuff, and come back. Yeah. Or, or if you're a farmer, you like like Rongo here, you can just step into your backyard and lean into all of those ingredients. <laughs> I only <laughs> okay. grow. I only grow. Cit- I only grow drink ingredients: citrus and, uh, and yeah. herbs. I mean, your 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 garden is quite impressive. Okay. Thank yeah. you. okay speaking of which see it was a segue it was a segue so here we go we're gonna go ahead this is the official moment everybody uh uh listen up pay attention if for some reason you've been distracted um rongo is has entered the garden yes the garden the garden capital g garden and not Not a a lemon and mint garden but that exists as well. It but does, no, but this is the Azuki garden. garden. The Azuki Garden picked yeah. up his first Azuki. Yeah, so this was a long time coming. I think you first pitched me on the notion of buying an Azuki months ago when it would have been a great idea. Yeah. And then I did not at the time because it seemed overpriced. Yes. And then it got way more overpriced. It did do that. <laughs> And then it came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, we won't, we won't say overpriced. We'll just say that you know it 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 was one price. It was a good price, and then it went up. And you know, there's a lot of demand, and so you know it was a it was a it was a seller's market. We'll sure. Say that. Um, but now we're in a buyer's market. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I, multiple things obviously happening at once here, which we talked about in previous shows, 
the general market uh, being in a, in a bit of a, of a decline generally. Um, and then that combined with all the Azuki drama left Azuki at a more affordable, much more affordable price than it had been for the past couple months. Uh, yeah. not longer, I forget exactly how long it was up near. What was that? I mean, the floor got to like 40 or 50 or something. Uh, no, 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 no. It was, we, we hit like mid thirties. I want to say okay. at kind of the, the peak of our, our bull market. Okay. Well, anyway, much better now, at least in terms yeah. of if you're looking to get in. And also the fact that Ethereum itself has been more affordable lately led me to a strategy, which was to start buying up cheap Ethereum whenever I could find it, whenever it dipped under 2,000-ish. Um, I would I would buy a couple and then uh, over time accumulate enough such that uh, enough that was in a state where I could use it. Uh, such that if there was the right Azuki at the right price, I was targeting around 10, uh, didn't quite work out to 10. I think it ended up being 13 something, 1370. Oh, I actually didn't. We we haven't discussed this. I wasn't aware where if you where that bean was acquired. Exactly. It's 13 something. Yeah. So I think it was yeah. I think it was maybe actually 1377. I, I, I can check. OK. But, and that was so. I mean, I think the floor at that time was around twelve or so, and so yeah. it was not that far above floor. But it was, uh, at least by my, uh, uh, you know, by my eye, I liked it better than the stuff I was seeing on the floor. It's, it's. Uh, I think it looks great. It's a uh, uh, number. I have it here. Number uh, five seven nine two, and it's got a red background, which I which I like. And the samurai hair, or I guess one of the samurai hairs, it's got the sunglasses, which I was very much looking for, got kind of fur coat going on, and then the red umbrella with the red background, which I think just looks really cool. So it's, uh, yeah, so it all kind of it just, I just think it works nicely as a complete yeah. piece. And it also, and the history looked clean. That was another thing I was very careful to check before getting into any Azuki. There's, uh, definitely a lot of um especially i was looking at looks rare and there's stuff that's lower prices on looks rare and then you look yeah. on OpenSea, and those are the ones that have been stolen and are marked as stolen yeah OpenSea, yeah so. don't don't buy those um i like yeah i actually i was this is my first time uh, actually clicking on the original art at full resolution and i like the there's a lot of going on here i like the uh Red, like the, the the it was an interesting choice from I guess Steamboy who's the artist the the red on the umbrella being the exact I think it yeah it's the exact same red as the background yeah um very interesting choice so uh, and, and intentional for sure um, so that's super cool uh, the shadowing on like the fur on the coats nice uh, and then I had I don't have it anymore but one of the Azuki's I had I had a similar. I had those glasses, but there was a there's a variation with um, purple lenses and the gold uh, kind of gold. Mm -hmm. uh, what are these called? What are these what are these crossbars? Uh, cro uh, cross crossbars? I don't know. I don't know. The, thing, the <laughs> things that come off the lenses and go behind your ears uh, on glasses. Uh, so I like I like those as well. That's nice. It's nice. I like the yeah. blue. The nice the, the hair is a nice um, contrasting color as well. Yeah, I, uh, the yeah the the hair I really liked. The hair is I think the rarest trait. Yeah, the blue samurai hair, yeah. which just looks kind of distinctive, especially with the sunglasses. And I'm really digging it. I think it looks great in as a little uh, profile picture in Discord. I think it looks good on Twitter as a little hexagony thing. And then the when you blow it up, look at the bigger image. It looks nice too. Yeah. And most important thing for me was that it's um, 
that it's distinctive. Like I just, I think it, you can has, is visually recognizable, uh, which my previous universal profile picture was extremely recognizable because it was from the fortune friends club collection, which is at this point, not, not not exactly like a trending collection or anything there's not that no. many people out there rocking no. fortune friends no. profile pictures but i had one that i really liked and so i was using it pretty universally and yeah. of course it, similar that, thing like you had the i mean the the fortune friends had he had they had the bandana that came back to the little tie yeah in the back yeah. so continuing the tradition with the samurai character yeah exactly so yeah. i think and you know this is is an interesting this was an interesting dilemma in terms of just using that previous profile picture for so long that just becomes so directly identifiable as as my identity and mm -hmm. as, as just feeling like it hey, that's rongo that's what rongo looks like and for me personally and then also you know for various folks that that i interact with across various different communities and so it's interesting how okay what you know now i do kind of want to use the azuki i just bought because yeah. like you yeah. know that was something i've been building up to for a while and very happy to have one and so now i've got to change my primary identity to to match that which is a, a bit of a it was definitely you know not uh um like it has its downsides in terms of if people recognize you instantly with your previous profile picture and now right. don't recognize you as instantly right yeah yeah so. for sure no i i've, I've I, as someone who has also changed their profile image if uh i think it's probably been let's see since since i started seriously using that as an identity which is probably in the last six months or so i think i've cycled through probably four or five different ones but every time you do change it, it is definitely kind of like uh uh i don't know because i don't know if you're like sh shedding skin or something like that like it isn't well it's i don't know it's kind of like one of those things where it's like yeah like you come to really identify with it and like that's your persona and you know um it yeah it's definitely a, a thing to to decide to to move on especially you know I've, I've had a couple you know mostly it's been um azukis i had a galverse in there which we'll talk a little bit about later um but definitely when you go from one collection to another that's a big aesthetic change right like it's not only a change of like you know identity and individuality but there's also this aspect of like like azuki is a, like, like when i see rongo with an azuki pfp versus rongo with a fortune friends club pfp it's just like a different vibe right yeah. like yeah. um it's a it's, more it's an it's interesting it's it's more it feels like a more professional vibe actually yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. If previous rongo was kind of relaxed kind of there to hang out have fun yeah. or whatever azuki rongo feels focused in, in part because i think focused might actually literally be the the oh no yeah. oh mouth is relaxed oh eyes are determined relaxed. that's right I determined see. i see so new Rongo feels determined. Yeah. That's that's the the trait. And also feels more, yeah, more professional, more certainly it seems to be, I, I picked up a lot of new followers on Twitter and not just from Azuki people. I think just in general, the notion of like, wow, you know, hexagonal Azuki is like, that's a yeah. professional profile picture. Whereas a, a fortune friend is, is, is less professional, I guess. So. I mean, I love the Fortune Friends. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm big a huge fan. I, I mean, yeah. that's I've even I created my banner such that I still have my yeah. Fortune Friend Rongo in the banner in the right. background. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's just it's a different vibe. It's a different. Um, 
I mean, much, you know, it's a, it, I, I don't really think of Azuki as super gritty, but compared to Fortune Friends, I mean, that's the only thing I can kind of say uh, is gritty. I mean, Fortune Friends is very cartoony and um, and whatnot. And uh, Azuki, despite being also obviously illustrated, is um, kind of a, uh, much more mature aesthetic, I guess. That's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and then one other okay. aspect to this story is in terms of the scramble to actually get it was a series of events. So as I mentioned, I was stockpiling Ethereum whenever I could buy it cheaply over a week and a half or two weeks or whenever that period was, basically trying to get in the right place you know, at the price I was comfortable with so that I could buy an Azuki at, at a good price but before they, I assume, start to um, start to rise in price again. And so I had all that uh, ready, but at basically a price of 12.5 or so. So I, I was a little more than, actually, no, I, I think I was maybe a little short of 12. And I had three beans on hand. Uh, three uh, and I had it and I had uh, obviously I have a bunch of other assets as well but of the assets I have that I could liquidate relatively quickly I had three beans and I have a bunch of midnight breezes of course and the main tactic I so at this point again I'm all in I mean this is I've got 12-ish ethereum I want to buy this thing at 1377 and I've got, there's just nothing, no more Ethereum in a place where I can use it that can be used for this transaction. It's like a Sunday night. <laughs> so I'm like an hour away from going to bed. So I'm like, am I going to do this or am I not going to do this, right? This this guy could be gone tomorrow or prices could go up or whatever. Like I, I need to make this move now or be okay with the fact that it might not happen. And so what I did was, I went to Looks Rare, looked at the collection offers, which are very handy for this sort of thing. And there was a Beans collection offer for significantly higher than the than the next best offer. I think the next best offer was around one. And there was a collection offer for like one, three, five. And someone, I guess, really wanted a, a bean and any bean. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah so there's so there's one three five collection offer and what i was hoping is that might be a multi or like there might be they might be wanting more than one in which case two one three fives would have done it for me and i would have been very comfortable selling two beans for one three five because like the floor the the non-offer floor like the actual listing floor was something like one four or one four something so it was it felt reasonable to to sell them for for one three five i think it might be one three four so I uh, so I accepted that offer for one of my beans, and then the offer went away. So it was actually they they only wanted one. Oh no! And or that was the last one they wanted, and so then I was kind of stuck because then it's like okay now I've got uh, you know thirteen, um, uh, thirteen. Oh no, sorry, I think I'm one off. So I, I guess I was at eleven because that would have put me then at at twelve three something like that twelve three twelve four. So then I'm at 12, 3, 12, 4, and I'm like, okay, I got to 1377. I've got two more beans, and I've got my Midnight Breezes and all sorts of other stuff. The next best collection offer on the beans was a little over one, was like 1.0 something. So I accepted that, liquidated another bean. So yes i know so, beans just flying out the door <laughs> yeah so so sold so took a, the other collection offer which now i get why these i mean these offers totally work because you end up in like if i were to list it i mean it could be even listing it at floor like it could be hours before it, it sells at floor i could list it 
below floor, but then that's going to be not that far off from that offer. And so I'd you know rather take the guaranteed money, especially again, it's like less than an hour before I am go to sleep and all that. So, uh, so, so I take another offer liquidated bean for one, a little over one. Now I'm at like 1350, something like that. And, or, you know, 13.5. And then I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do? And there's a, I have one Midnight Breeze, which I, I bought for fairly cheap, but wasn't that attached to. It was like one of my first Midnight Breeze pickups, but not my first one, which I'll hang on to forever. It was like the second or third one I bought. And the lowest collection offer is like 0.3-ish, something like that. And even that was like either right around or a bit above where I bought it. So I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable letting this one go for that price. Did that. And then I had an, I had just enough and made the, made the transaction. So it was, a, it was, wow. an, it was it's wow. the first time I've, I've really found myself in a liquidity scramble yeah. like that, uh, especially to the degree where then I'm, I'm accepting offers that for, for less than I'd ideally want to sell the thing for. But in that situation, again, it's like, got to do this right now or be okay with it not happening and on balance better to at least in my mind better just get it done and accept that i'm i could have made you know marginally more on on those on those sales right i mean i think i think i mean it it was very detailed recounting there so thank you for thank you for that Um, yeah i i think one thing we should put a pin in to to talk about in a future uh podcast here is the power of offers mm. because I mean, we've, we've, I've, I've been on the other side uh, of that. Certainly when I've made offers for, you know, uh, acquiring things like some tight estate stuff um, and some, some other, some other collections as well. But um, you know, you never know what's going on on the other side of somebody who owns something in that collection. Like, like you said, like an hour before bedtime, you see an Azuki you want, you're, God, you, you've you you've built up like this you know this this pile of um, the stack of f and um you're just a little bit short right and so you know you just need you need a few more and so uh you know throwing offers out there that are um you know either below floor collection offers if you're you know just trying to get something in the collection or um you know targeted uh you know won't go into it now because i think we could go i I think it's a good topic to speak a lot about, but, um, you know, often I do, I do a lot of research when I do offers sometimes if I'm looking for something specific, like following trails of transfers and who bought what and when, and what's the rest of their collection look like. Is this somebody who's, you know, maybe looking to, to offload a bit, looking at their recent transactions, are they active? Are they not active? Are they selling? Are they buying? Um, and you can get some incredible deals, um, out of it. So, uh, but uh, it's it's two sided, right? So you got what you wanted. Somebody got what they wanted, and everybody's assumedly. Oh yeah. Happy. No, happy. I'm not. I think I kept the one of of the three beans. I kept the one I was most attached to, mm-hmm. and the other two I was okay letting go. I wasn't as attached to them. And then actually, since then, so so what I the state I wanted to get to is a state where I'm I'm basically equivalent to if I had bought Nazuki a while back and had held everything that was sort of that that was airdropped and whatever else so so i've now got the one azuki i ended up buying another bean the next week or so and then i once i was able to get some more liquidity and uh then now i had and then i bought a jacket token actually before this all happened i bought a jacket token right. i think after we talked about it on the podcast and so <laughs> i <I've, laughs> so um 
That's how this works. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we 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 do come into this podcast, and then we go to OpenSea afterwards, and just buy a bunch of shit that we. Yeah. So, so I have the one, uh, the one jacket token, the the two beans, and the one Azuki, and between all that, I've got I'm I'm now in what I consider to be a good state, and I and I tweeted this out I think the day after, like what a relief, right? It's just like I'm now the markets can do whatever. The I'm no longer like how do I play this and that to try and get in the right position to buy the you know to buy an azuki at the right time whatever else it's just like i'm good yeah. get to just sort of enjoy it and hang out in the garden and and be happy so yeah. that's it yeah well i i hope it stays that way i think the the one thing i think about sometimes when it comes to collections that i only have one of is you know i i love owning it but also um you know if suddenly that that azuki you know becomes worth 30 uh mm-hmm. you put you find yourself in a tough position yeah, I think this is, this is one of the things that made me comfortable buying in with one, though, is that, and I've been saying this in the past, but like getting into a collection where the part of the thing is you get more stuff out of it. Like it's not sure, just sure. about you're the not, one yeah, you're artifact. not looking at it as a, yeah, yeah. That yeah, it, like the, the, presumably there's going to be all sorts of other gifts and other stuff like that, which, you know, who knows how much value that stuff will have and how directly tied or indirectly tied that is to the value of the underlying collection and whether at some point it, everything gets super diluted because they've released so many other sub-collections and stuff like that that it's like no one cares anymore. You know, it could certainly go in that direction. But the I think part of the promise there is it's like, regardless, like the, because some of the value of whatever the underlying the, the the primary azuki collection is is going up by some of that increase is because of the potential for future drops and other stuff like that right i think you can feel okay saying wow yeah the, i mean the core collection is up by a lot but i made that value may i may end up getting that value in future drops and gifts and whatever so I'm comfortable holding on to it, even though selling the, the my you know my core collection Azuki would result in a profit on its own, right? Yeah. So yeah, and also I think again, just like being able to just kind of ignore the all the market dynamics and just focus on hey, it's a community that I wanted to be in on. It's a project that I believe in. It's a thing I wanted to be a part of. So cool, I'm in. I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I think um, we'll see. You know, is, is this is this a long lived way this is going to work? Obviously, it, it it was a it was you know kind of bored apes uh, really set the tone here. Uh, Azuki's done a great job with it. I you know I read a nice thread from Airport um, that I cannot spell his Twitter name. Uh, it's got a one in it somewhere. Probably the, I think after the A, assumedly. Yeah, I think it's um, A1R port is how you pronounce it. A1R port. Okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sure it's um, Aller port. Um, no, uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, he had a good thread around, are we in an airdrop meta? Um, yeah. And so I think there is a question, like, is this continued? Do people, like, kind of, to your point, like, they start to price in the fact that, Air, the airdrops are coming. I, I saw. Oh, him it's right. already priced in. I yeah, mean, the, so, the, yeah. Yeah. The, these collections would not be as high valued as they are if they hadn't demonstrated an ability to drop items of significant value to people that hold the right. core collection. Right. Well, but I saw. I, you know, his his third was based on you know the recent drop from uh, the, the Genesis uh, Senshi drop, um, mm-hmm. which was an interesting drop, and you know. 
Uh, I had one, uh, I think I bought it for like 0.7. I think I ended up selling it at like 0.5 or something like that. But like right after reveal, you know, the price wasn't going, like, you know, the price was kind of just floating around. And then so, you know, a day or two after reveal, you know, they announced like basically teased an airdrop, like almost immediately. Um, and so the question is, okay, is that just um, a thing that everybody's going to do now, right? Is just basically be like, hey, there's going to be an airdrop. Um, you know, and that's I, meant to encourage people to hold on. Um, what's it going to be? Is it? But there. But I think one of the the points that he was trying he made was like, well, you know, they need to these things that come to you, like the thing that exists, need to have established value, and then yeah. the thing that you airdrop needs to like kind of clearly be lesser than the yeah. thing, right? It yeah. can't dilute the original collection, and so you know, how, there's a question of well, how do you do that days after? something's yeah. been out there right and so i do think that there's a little bit of um again kind of this airdrop meta thing going on um does that you know obviously there's good ways to do it there's bad ways to do it do the bad ways to do it start to deteriorate kind of the overall um ecosystem of doing that i think it's a is an interesting you know it's an interesting question you know we're into azuki they've got you know basically two airdrops at this point you know the project is uh, about six months and change old. Mm -hmm. um, so like how long can you continue to do that? Uh, I was just looking at um, the Twin Tires jacket, right? Uh, I think it's at basically an all-time low. Um, so it's at 0 0.207, yeah. um, which is roughly you know 360 bucks. Um, these are supposedly $2,000 MSRP jackets. Um, and so... But the, I mean, paying, th that is an amount of money that is is reasonable to pay for a very nice jacket like sorry the, the 200 and whatever right yeah. whereas paying two thousand dollars for a jacket is a whole sure. different level sure. of like yeah. you're buying extremely high-end designer jackets you know yeah. for for that yeah. amount of money versus like 200 and something is like yeah there's actually lots of jackets out yeah. there that are nice yeah. that are around that price right so. It is interesting what happens sometimes when I when when the uh when web3 metaverse stuff meets the real world and like yeah. suddenly there's like, well, yeah, that but like that's that that very cost. established value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like so it's like, yeah, most people don't buy two thousand dollar jackets. And so yeah. it's like, okay, well, how much am I willing to pay? Well, yeah, about about three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, for, for um, like a so really thing, yeah, for a sweet you know, jacket. Kind of, yeah. You know, that's that's about yeah. where it tops out, you know, at least for me, you know, that yeah. Yeah. So. I, another good future topic to put it to put a to put a pin in, I think, sure. is uh just that of like, you know, a lot of um these Real collections value well a lot of these collections and nfts they're built on the promise of future value right and so like when they deliver that i mean another great example recently is kind of the the artifact stuff with um kind of they you know this space strip aspect of uh, collection that they had where you can now if you had a space strip um um figure you basically could redeem that for a digital um uh, they had all of those artists basically do um new uh uh nike shoe designs essentially um and you get a digital version of that which you can then forge into an actual physical nike shoe yeah um and it's seen a different trend i mean there's not i mean th these twin jackets obviously are not unique there's um you know what uh i guess uh ten thousand of them um i think the space trips are much more space trip shoes are much more limited and everything but um, but a similar thing of like digital value turning into physical value and that physical value meets the reality of like, well, what's, 
the existing physical market yeah. for this kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of, oh, and well, that's who, maybe that, where reality Does it have value to in. any audience that is greater than the audience that has already bought the the underlying token, right? Right, right. Like, if, it, right. If, the, if the reason the jacket is cool is because you're into Azuki, yeah. and only that, then the audience for it is essentially the same size as the audience for whatever else Azuki is going to do. Yep. And so the value of it's going to be capped by that versus if they were to, for example, throw a disco party in New York, the audience, the audience for that might be larger than the, than, than the audience of just people that care about pool suite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good pool suite reference there. You just tossed <laughs> it. Or for example, if they were to buy real estate, that might be. We are way off track right now. I just (laughs) want to point out there. Well, we won't go into full suite. That's fine. We won't go into full suite. We are so far off track. So, welcome to the garden, Rongo. Thank you for the. It it says here in our show notes that we're going to be recounting the whole saga. Certainly, that's what just happened. I can't imagine there's anything more than what we just talked about. So, that was great. we're going to now move on to a new segment. We shouldn't call it a segment. It could be, this could be a special feature. Special feature. Spe- it okay. could maybe, a, maybe, a, um, maybe it's all the time. A court, what, what do you, what do you, a bar, a, you know, another round? A round? An, another round? round? Another these could round. be rounds. Another okay. round. Great well, film. I am getting low on my ekehito. Um, but, uh, so we're, we, have a, we have a section here called The Guest List. Uh, which uh, is, is a, a moment where we talk about um, interesting, maybe allow lists that we've uh, snuck our way onto. Yeah. Snuck our way onto. Uh, I'm going to give you maybe the, the first one, because I think you know the most about this one, and maybe I, I can talk about the second one. Sure. Okay. Number one here, we are both on the allow list. I think they call it an access list, actually, for ethereal states. Ethereal states. Yes. And ethereal states is a banner project. Very interesting. It's a a banner project, you say? It is. Yeah. Did you? Uh, No, I knew that. I just, I just, I was trying to. I was, I was trying to uh, emphasize the fact that it was a banner project. I see. Okay. All right. All right. I will take you at face value. Project, for, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it is a banner project. It is by an artist named a genuine human who does a lot of, or has done a lot of one-of-one banners and other pixel art. Really cool style where I think what they're really good at is the anime is, is animation in pixel art that right looks like looks does not look like pixel art even i mean you look at it and it is obviously pixel art but stuff like animating hair or animating trees or animating water in ways where you look and you're like that is i don't know that it just looks totally different than anything you've ever seen in pixel art so it looks more it looks like photo real but in pixel art it's hard to describe really cool style and so there's this collection of banners that are based on, again, that style, Genuine Human. Uh, and they are minting in, I think, like a week. Uh, yeah, they're minting on June or two weeks. June 20th is yeah. when the mint is. Yeah. And I think because we both hopped in the Discord early and got the, the, the role, I forget the name of it, some sort of OG role. We are now on the allow list, so that's exciting. Yeah, and I mean it's the best kind of it's it's the kind of allow list that you want, where it's just like you were there, right place, right time, jumped in the Discord, 
said hi, started chatting with some folks, and then you were just early. And so that's always the best kind. You know, I I think both of us are don't have the time uh, like some folks do to kind of grind our way to these different lists. And so whenever you can kind of just get lucky, um, obviously that's that's nice. Um, well, and, just... and ideally get lucky in a sense of like, you either you already follow the artist or you know about the artist or or, yeah. you, or you're just really blown away by the art and so that's the motivation to hop in early yeah. or follow yeah. on twitter or whatever and that leads to and then you know it, it, you follow the project longer term yeah. and so it's less about you know i get to provide a bunch of engagement to try and show i'm an active member of this community it's more just like i, I want to support this artist i think their art's really cool I'm yeah. going to follow along and be there from wherever I can. And turns out if that happens with the right timing, then, then you end up with a, with an allow spot. So. Yeah, no, it's good. And um, do you, do you remember how you stumbled across uh, this particular? I don't actually, exactly. I don't. I'm yeah, guessing I, it was a, you know, I get this, like I got a vibe from some of the midnight breeze folks that like, there's kind of a little, I mean, cause it's another banner project. So obviously there's mutual interest. I'm thinking it was probably like a, maybe a retweet from someone or it something. It might've been through we, um, year of the banner. You're the banner. Oh, that, banner yeah. projects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're the banner on the, what's the, actually, what's the Twitter, um, for I think, that? I think just year of the banner. Is it just year of the banner? And it's a good, it's a good, it is, it is just at year of the banner. That's nice. It's, it's both a brand or an identity here and the, and a Twitter account. It's also a rallying cry and yeah. factual statement. So all those things wrapped into one. Yeah. So if you're looking for, if you want to get outside of PFPs and jump into, uh, Jump into banners um, at year of the banner uh, is for you. Um, reminding me as I scroll through at year of the banner uh, project Atmos is maybe something we could talk about. We're going to um, talk about that in the Qdo update. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. we'll tease a little, little tease, a little tease there to keep people keep people on the cast. You know, you want to give them a little something to look forward to. Um, cool. So Ethereal states is coming. The way I would describe it, you you described it <laughs> interestingly as pixel art that looks photorealistic. I would say it looks like the kind of indie revival of you know video game like pixel based video games. Where oh sure, like, like a cave story type of thing. It's just it, you have hardware that's far more capable, and so the you mm -hmm. know you're using you've got higher frame rates, you've got more colors to work with on screen, and so just in general you get something that's um, I think just a elevated aesthetic, but kind of is calls back obviously to a time of, um, you know, limitation driving, driving art. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it reminds me of cave story or, um, Celeste, maybe Celeste reminds mm. me of, um, for those gamers out there. Okay. Ethereal States, anything else to say about this amazing banner project? That is it. That is it for Ethereal, uh, Ethereal States. I keep wanting to say Ethereal Sorry, estates, Ethereal States. I keep saying Estates. Yeah. Ethereal no, Estates. Ethereal States. Yeah. Okay. Next up, another another white list of the period here, uh, guest list feature is Super Space Defenders um, has had some news recently um, in terms of announcing their mint details um and the mechanics of how that's all gonna work um you know uh, the artist there is uh mako mako 
Mako. Mako. I said yeah. Mako, probably Mako. 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 I don't know. Mako. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways, so um, recently announced in the Discord uh, that Mint Day is approaching. Um, and that's interesting because the, you know, they've kind of, there's a couple things going on here. So you've got the Genesis collection, which is made up of Aurora capsules. Um, and those Aurora capsules come from folks that have been active in the Discord. Um, uh, you know, folks that have kind of been engaging stuff like that. Um, wait, also, we, give, I mean, set the scene here. What sort of, what are we talking about? What's, what's a, what's I was going to get okay. there. I was going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the artist Mako has had previous collections. See, this was the, this was the transition. I see. Okay. Uh, and, uh, in those previous collections, um, they, you know, they've been doing kind of anime style stuff. Um, and so I think the, the collection that, um, you know, I, uh, Kind of uh, discovered them as part of um, was I believe what is it cosplayers NFT is that right cosplayers is yeah cosplayers Cos cosplayers um, and so if you owned one of those NFTs you now get an allow list for the Aurora capsules which then the Aurora capsules allow you to get the Super Space Defenders which are their own thing um, it's all very cool but bottom line very cool uh, anime art um, all about um, you know super space defenders um and so number of different races kind of you know i think there's i think it's a collection of um 8888 super space defenders um and i believe there are um roughly i think it's order um 11 oh yeah 1111 aurora capsules which is the genesis collection which will allow you to mint multiple of the super space defenders but anyways um very cool style um very kind of like i would say late 80s early 90s anime vibe yep. um all um as far as we know i believe all all female uh Super oh yeah, actually, I, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I um, think that's the case. I mean, it's certainly that's the aesthetic. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna push anyone on, on gender issues here or anything. But everything I'm, I've looked through and seen um, has certainly had that aesthetic. So, um, but uh, so super excited um, about that collection. Um, reminds me of uh, a little bit of of actually of Galverse, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but um, actually discovered this first. Like this was like a, the yeah. first um, kind of like vintage anime PFP um, collection that 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 I'd stumbled upon, and it's been a while. Like I think. Well, I think because it's it, it's you know just Mako, I think doing all the art, and yeah. so. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if we stumbled into it early or if we stumbled into it just at the right time, but but I think we I want to say we joined the Discord maybe. Uh, we joined the Discord when it was made because we were in yeah. Mako's uh, personal Discord. Personal Discord, right? Yeah, and then got invites into the Super Space Defenders Discord. Right, so. right. But that was that was had to be what like beginning of this year, end of last yeah, year. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes time to make something quality. I mean, no, 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 it does for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, 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 no pressure there. I think it was more around the you know when I like when we stumbled on it, it was already looking. It was, I mean. There's a lot of great art already, right? That I think we saw, and that's kind of why we why we jumped in and joined. So, yeah, super excited about this one. Um, good vibes, art's great. Um, that's where I'm at right now, uh, mm -hmm. especially in a bear market. Not looking for, you know, is this going to be crazy popular? Am I going to be able to flip this for something or whatever? I think right now it's just like kind of 
hunting good art. So you want stuff where worst case you could hang on the wall or, or yeah. put it on a visual display. Worst case enjoy. you could just enjoy the thing you bought. Yes, right? exactly. Worst case, just enjoy the thing you bought. Right. Yeah. Or, or just or enjoy being part of that community or or part of just yeah. supporting that project. That's you know all the all those additional benefits, but it, it, uh, at at minimum enjoying the the thing itself. So. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, so that was the guest list. That's the guest. Wow. We're we're quite the VIPs here on these all these guest lists. Quite quite the VIPs. I well, no, I think what we established there is that 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 anyone can get on the guest list. You just have to have, I guess. I mean, honestly, it was a little just like in luck right in both place, of those right places. time yeah. with art that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Follow the things that you enjoy, and good things will happen. Um. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna let. So, the next area is kind of a themed discussion uh so like we're known for like we're known for discussions. not just jumping from random topic to topic this is the segment we call themed discussion this themed discussion <laughs> segment um no we're gonna talk about staking games and maybe i'm gonna throw it to rongo to give us a little overview of what exactly is a, a staking game sure so there's a couple different variants of this. I think the maybe the the most basic variant would be one where you buy an NFT and then you stake, which is to say you commit your NFT to a contract such that you can't transfer it or buy and sell or obviously you're not gonna buy it because you already own it. You're not gonna transfer it or list it or sell it or that sort of stuff because you're you're essentially reassigning it to a contract which can then do interesting things with it or, or or use it as your stake in something interesting that's happening. And so so again the simplest version of this would just be earning currency, right? So you're you buy I don't know, you let's say you you buy a, a profile picture NFT and you execute a staking contract operation which then stakes that in a contract, you get rewarded some number of tokens per day for each token you have staked. So that would be, I mean, that would not be very fun, but there are quite a few collections that just work like that, uh, but without any additional mechanics. And then for some reason, they expect people to value the currency and want to buy and sell it. And of course, no one does. <laughs> and so it really just ends up being a mechanic for taking some number of them off the market, which can help the floor price in exchange for people getting currency that theoretically could have value, but really doesn't end up having that much value. Yeah. Now, the collections that do this well, or at least do it better, implement some sort of game mechanic on top of that. So it's not just about staking it, but it's also about staking the, the token gets you into some interesting game mechanics. So it gets you into some contest or competition, or your character ends up helping with some objective, or it allows you to uh, carry out quests or other things like that, uh, that either sometimes require active input from you and sometimes are just things that happen automatically. So a few examples here, actually I'm gonna add one on the fly here as well. Oh. Uh, so a few examples, we've got Raid Party. Raid Party. Okay, do you wanna talk us through Raid Party? You were the Raid Party instigator, so. I was the Raid Party instigator, that's true, it's true. Um, raid Party um, was... Is. Is, 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 is this the operative word? Still alive. Um, Still alive. Uh, I think certainly um, uh, an interesting project. I, you know, 
In fact, uh, speaking of, we just talked a lot about pixel art. Um, and I'm just pulling up the the website here because it's been a, it's been a few days since I've kind of logged in here. Um, but yeah, Raid Party is kind of um, for those of you familiar with with um, MMOs or Ultima or anything like that um, is you know the idea of going into a dungeon, fighting a monster um, with your heroes, um, and then coming out with loot. Um, and so um, Raid Party essentially is you know a a automated version of that is maybe the way I would talk about it. So you kind of stake your stake your heroes, um, and then um, they fight different monsters and stuff like that. And uh, as a result of fighting those monsters, based on the amount of damage they deal, um, you get you get rewards in the form of um, confetti. Is that the name of the CFTI? Yeah, confetti. CFTI, confetti <laughs> currency um, that you can either use to upgrade your heroes. You can, um, I believe there's a CFTI, uh, the confetti shop uh, now where you can um, buy things. So um, that are, they're not just strictly about the game. So right now there's an ability to buy a um, ability to um, an entry into, you know, uh, the Megami uh, 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 minting, uh, things you can try and buy yourself in a, a list slot, essentially. Um, but uh, you can also sell it on secondary markets. Um, so um, for a while, uh, that was a, a nice nice way to earn some profit. Um, I don't know, uh, maybe Rongo's got the charts up over there or or not. Um, let us know where Confetti is currently at and oh, maybe where I it was. Yeah, um, so I, it, yeah, it was at, I think it's it peaked at uh, maybe... Uh, oh, here, actually, I have it right here. It peaked at $38, $39 uh, per confetti. It nice. is now at $0.39 cents for a okay. confetti. So, so it's, it's several a, orders of magnitude reduction has, in value. It has dropped, yeah, 100x. Yeah. So this is the thing. So, right, so it's a, it's a, it's a quote-unquote game, but, like, you know, it's... So, so there are leaderboards, um, you know, the top X slots on those leaderboards get rewards. Um, I think the top prize for first place for a while there was like 15 ETH um, for, mm -hmm. for coming in first. Um, uh, Pranksy is still firmly in that position. <laughs> um, just feels like the rich getting richer, but okay, you go, you go Pranksy. Um, and, uh, uh, and so for, so that, that's one of the reasons to do it. Um, but you know it's it, it it looks like a game feels like a game sounds like a game they've got you know they recently added music um they've got they added new bosses um all the characters have great animations i mean it looks it's looks and feels like a game but you know at the end of the day it's kind of um i don't know it's i wouldn't even call it a slot machine really it's it's uh <laughs> i don't know it's just a well, so visualizer cool for staking Kind of. Well, the, the, it is. I mean, it's it is a cool. I see it as a screensaver mostly. But one yeah. cool thing about it they've done is, so I think actually random rewards are pretty important for yeah. any game, but especially for any staking game, and or at least any game that's not going to be skill based, right? So like these are not heavily skilled. I mean, you're, you there may be some skill in terms of trying to upgrade your team optimally, but it's not that's. Uh, it, it's not requiring a whole lot of you to to make those calculations. And so really it's more about the randomized rewards. And in this case, they do randomized rewards globally. So there, there's a boss that will be more valuable than a previous one, or, or you know, there are some that are more valuable than others, and everyone gets increased rewards while that is active. 
Right. So, so that adds some fun to it of, of just the randomness of is a super rare uh, uh, boss going to show up or, or, uh, or not. And, uh, but it's not, it, it's, it's global. So it's not like, oh, I got access to a super rare boss. It's just like, you know, right. everyone everybody gets that boss. And that's, you know, I don't, you know, so I don't, I, I they have white papers. They've, they like it. They're very detailed white papers. Um, I think there's some, I can't put my hands around it, but there's some lesson in economics and kind of <laughs> the path that raid party has taken. Um, you know, I think it's great that everybody, it's great that everybody gets the global boss at the same time, but guess what? Everybody gets global boss. So that yeah, means it suddenly... becomes a zero sum game where yeah. Yeah. you, you know, and, and a bit of a, of a pyramid scheme where you need new people buying in. Yep at the, at the at, at lower levels of impact where they're earning less confetti but then wanting to either buy confetti to upgrade their uh, their their um what is it called not heroes but um I mean, their party members they're yeah. what fighters. fighters they're fighters yeah. yeah or buying fighters right so every every new person needs to probably buy between four and six fighters to fill out their party and that theoretically drives the drives the value of the fighters up but if you don't have new people flowing in and making those purchases then you end up with the fighter the cost of fighters decreasing which then results in the cost of competitive right. decreasing right. so yeah and it, it, you know when we joined in it was an interesting moment in time kind of people new people were coming in including us um but <laughs> also in time in terms yeah. of the absolute peak <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really absolutely. But also, like, it was a little bit more competitive. I think you, you know, it's kind of settled out into a steady state where, like, yeah, like just Pranksy just gets a bunch of money um, <laughs> every yeah. period um, and win and wins the leaderboard because you know catching yeah, up. Yeah, it's to not that a, it's not is, as competitive as it once was. Yeah, and so if it's not competitive, you're not bringing new people in. So what are existing players um, kind of in for? Um, it's actually really, it's really interesting because it's like, it's a, it's a non-trivial, like if you look at a lot of PF, a lot of NFT projects in general, like the kind of effort that goes into them, there's a lot of effort obviously to get to, to uh, up until launch. Like they're trying to sell people and everything. Like they're trying to get the art together. You know, they do this great launch. And then, you know, for a while it can just be, it's, it's pretty, you know, not that the teams aren't working behind the scenes and all that stuff, but like there's a lot of effort that goes into building something like this, right? It's not just like the art, it's actually all of the game mechanics, it's the how this all works, it's the leaderboards, it's um the the upgrade mechanics, it's the contract work. Like there's a lot of complicated contract work going on um behind the scenes on this stuff. Um and it's it's interesting because it's just kind of like it feels like a ton of effort comparatively like when i look sure. at other successful nft projects that are selling for you know a hundred or a thousand x what's going into this it's kind of like well um some of those i can point at clear things that they're doing to add value others are kind of like yeah like the art was good and and that was the end of it so it's just interesting to see kind of just despite a team that might be dedicated despite a team that might put in a lot of effort um that like if that effort ultimately doesn't um if it's all predicated on kind of play to earn kind of st stuff um you know what happens when your you know your your inflow of players is is not meeting uh, is, is less than your outflow it's a, actually a big another topic to put a pin in for a future uh podcast around play to earn in general um in gaming 
um, and if and how um, that's actually going to work. Um, because I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of weird incentives that crop up outside of just playing the game um, that bring a lot of people in that um, aren't there to play, they're there to earn. And so uh, how do you actually build a healthy economy around that is a really interesting um, subject. Yep. So we'll um, keep okay. an eye on Raid Party. So keep uh, an eye on Raid Party. It's cool. It looks great. I, I suggest you check it's out fun. the It's nice the to have. Go. It's a good throw it on in the background on a monitor type of experience. Yeah. So. And especially, I mean, it, so, I mean, for, for, for people that would like to get in, very cheap, right? Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. Now I, mean, I mean, fighters are 0.02, I believe. So if you want to get a team going, get that going on your monitor, get some music going. Um, it's, a, it's a nice aesthetic. It's cool to look at. Um, the art's nice. Music's nice. Um, and who knows maybe it'll maybe you know it'll turn around and um you'll find yourself um with a a, a bowl full of confetti <laughs> <laughs> all right um a couple other examples to work through here of staking yeah. games so next one here is sheet fighter did you say which, sorry did you say street fighter no i said sheet fighter sheet fighter sheet fighter as in spreadsheets spreadsheets so spreadsheets spreadsheets and the let me get this right sheet averse i believe the sheet averse uh the the no sorry the spread averse the spread averse (laughs) right that makes sense yeah so the so sheet fighter are these uh, generated on chain which i like uh, on chain svg spreadsheets with stats so health stat moves and various rarities and stuff like that they can be upgraded they added that recently they can be staked which as i was talking about earlier so you basically earn a currency uh, a sheet currency or sorry sell sell c-e-l-l currency and the yes and you can use that currency to upgrade your sheets and then what they just released a beta of, although I think it's not working at the moment, but it, it's still in beta, is battling. So the idea is you're going to battle your sheets against other sheets and earn a different currency called Shred uh, by battling your she- <laughs> sheets and winning. And so the idea is upgrade your sheets, battle them, uh, and earn rewards. And I think they've done a great job with the website, sheetfighter.io. It is a yeah, very a nice pool suite Windows 95 style. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So Pool Suite has a fake old, you know, Mac OS classic environment for you to play around in. Sheet Fighter has a fake Windows 95 era yeah. Windows environment for you to play around in. There's a start menu, all sorts of Easter eggs. They did when this launched, they had a bunch of hidden stuff that if you found all the different codes that you unlocked a wallet with some some rewards in it. And they and then you can click the toggle in the bottom right to switch to the spreadiverse, which switches your wallet to the polygon network, where then you can do all of the the battling and staking and that sort of stuff. So they're using polygon here for the actual on chain tracking of the battles and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And so the so, so a smart a idea, of, unlike uh, maybe Raid Party, uh, <laughs> where uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense to try and make any transactions over there right now. Yeah, so right. So Raid Party is fully on the Ethereum chain. And every time you want to do something, like upgrade your hero or upgrade your, your fighters and stuff like that, you're doing that with an Ethereum transaction, which can be very expensive. Cheap fighters all happening on Polygon obviously less expensive much less expensive 
but at the at the disadvantage of having to switch your wall back and forth and all that sure. kind of you know sure. kind of annoyance so and but it's it's a it, i think it, pretty promising and interesting they've done some great stuff with the website and with just the existing stuff around upgrades and stuff like that still a ways to go in terms of i mean at least the battle experience i saw still looked pretty beta i mean i think you know they're they're still working through how to make that compelling sorry what, what what does a sorry zoom in for a minute here what what does a um so these are spreadsheets that are fighting each other and i'm just yeah. i'm just curious what what about the experience that you, you looked at and said wow <laughs> this could be better like spreadsheets could look better than this what fighting each other they can <laughs> oh well just i mean the the yeah the, the controls and the animation still look you know oh, don't oh sorry hold on. this isn't just like this is hands-on like you're yes, it is hands controlling you, your spreadsheet yeah you you select moves and oh, wow. it's, it's yes and then okay. your your sheets fight other sheets based on the the moves you've selected and the, basically it's an order so you like order your moves in the order you want to you want them to be used and yeah. then your sheet fights the other sheet using those moves in that order so i see yeah wow. and okay. yes so which a bit different from raid party in terms of i think it's going to require active management to do to to actually do these battles which will be fine if they're really fun right if it's actually super fun to watch your sheets battle then cool you know if it's not that fun and it requires a bunch of time and and wallet signing transactions you know even polygon even if they're on polygon but still like this requires a bunch of wallet transactions to get anything done i think it's not going to be that fun or compelling so it really is going to come down to the execution of those battles. And, and is that a fun thing to watch or to participate in? So, right, right. But um, hey, fighting I, spreadsheets, you can't. And, and the lore they've created around it, there's a fake paper company that owns the whole thing that you're being contracted by or employed by to, to raise and fight sheets. So it, it's, <laughs> it's, a a, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a fun it's thing. A, it's a spreadiverse. It's the whole spread of us. Yes. The whole spread of us. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been playing Solitaire on their website for the last five minutes while you've been talking here. They have, a, they have a fully working implementation yeah. of Solitaire on their website. That is yeah. another that is another reason it's, to get into Sheet Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a significant amount of value, um, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, that was good. Um, yep. Okay. We we're not done though. We've we are got, not done. We've got more. Yes, two more here. I'll be real quick on cool pets. So cool yeah. pets is with cool so the cool cats probably the the most well known of the things we're going to be talking about today yeah sure cool cats very well known uh, sort of uh, blue chip style big big uh, uh collection sell for i don't know five or six eth at least maybe more than that now i don't know I, i'm gonna look at, i mean who knows what's going on these days yeah um, um we're at four four 4.15 4.5. Okay. And then there were these cool pets, which were originally eggs. And you, and I think everyone, every cool cat got a, got a cool pet. And then you could take your cool pets, bridge them into the, this, this uh, sort of lightweight gaming experience where you could send them on quests and stuff like that. And they would uh, level up and, and get, or you know, basically gain traits and abilities and then eventually hatch into fully fledged pets, which would have various traits based on the quests that they went on and the, the uh, various items that you you gave them and that sort of stuff. So the cool thing about this is they do all of the transactions on Polygon, and but they let you interact with the UI and the game um, via your Ethereum wallet. 
And so you don't have to switch wallets in order to interact with it. And you do have to give them basically permission to manage the, uh, you know, manage your, your um, what's it called, milk currency on Polygon, as well as, I guess, managing, um, uh, you might need to give them permission to manage your Matic on Polygon as well. I'm not sure. And then they do everything. So it's so, and they in fact pay the gas fees and then basically subsidize that with, with uh, uh, transaction fees for various operations in the game. And so the nice thing about this is you're not, you don't have to be again, constantly signing wallet transactions on the Polygon network and switching your wallet and that sort of stuff. You can just click, click, click and do whatever you want in their web interface as long as you're connected and signed uh, in with your Ethereum wallet and they handle all the actual Polygon transactions. I think that's a really nice clean implementation of that. So I, yeah. so I like that about it. And um, I, I didn't yeah. dive into Cool Pets. So you're going to, I know, I remember watching you buy a Cool Pet. I think I saw you play the game for <laughs> I, days. I, I, and had an I believe ideal... I saw the Cool Pet get sold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had an ideal experience with the Cool Pets, which is I wanted to check out the game because I liked them. The I liked the way they did what I just described, right? The sort of bridge, them handling the Polygon transactions and, and you being able to interact with Ethereum. I really liked that that implementation. Wanted to experience it firsthand. And also, I mean, if it was really compelling, I probably would have stuck with it. But so I, so I bought a Cool Pet, I think around like 1.2 ETH, something like that. It was also a time when I think it was sort of universally recognized that, it, that buying a cool pet was not a good idea. And so I figured yeah. this must be the time to buy a cool pet. Yeah. It turns out it was. So, yeah. so it worked cool out quite well. currently uh, 0.358. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So I so I jumped in, played the game for a few days, sort of played around with it, earned some milk, uh, sort of just saw what it was. And um, and, and actually found it. It was well done. It just didn't didn't hook me longer term. Mm -hmm. There wasn't that much going on. And then I sold my cool pet back, I think, for one six five or something like that. So made made a little profit, and then um, yeah, and and got out. And um, uh, I mean, I basically was looking at it, it's like, okay, they're all in eggs right now. Those it's going to require a ton of work to hatch it. And then once it's hatched, of course, the value is going to go down because they're all hatched, and there's it's yeah. not fun anymore because you're not like investing right. in an egg that might hatch into something super cool. So. Yeah. That seems to have happened. <laughs> it, it appears to have happened. And I'm also yeah. looking at some of these pets and um they don't look amazing. <laughs> no, they're not they're no Pokemon ones, but you know, they're yeah. broadly. Um this also makes me realize that I, I kind of want to do an NFT collection, do some staking mechanism just so I can like name a secondary currency. It just oh, it, sure. It, well, we had what you, Sheep Fighter had sell. We had you, we had confetti. We do have the ability to create a currency for the QDAO. Okay. Well, we're going to put a pin in that as a future topic <laughs> uh, for what to name the currency of the QDAO, because that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, had, we, had, we had milk with cool pets. Um, I think that's got to be, it's a nice perk of running an NFT collection, getting to name that, that secondary sure. currency. Okay. Final, final, final staking one. game example. Um, we talked about this last time. Right. A yep. little bit. End of days, Ragnarok. We, we promised we'd be back. Yes, we talked about it in terms of them <laughs> delaying their mint. Yeah, and they have an interesting and different mechanic, which is, I guess, probably kind of similar to Cool Pets, although um, not not really. So what th what they do is, so they they similarly do the thing where they handle a bunch of transactions on the Polygon network, while you own the assets on the Ethereum network. So you you own a um, 
uh, uh, I, I don't actually know what they're going to call it. I, I mean, a, a warrior, I think, is the term. Uh, you own a, a warrior on the Ethereum network, and that warrior is participating in essentially like a, a massive battle royale game uh, with a bunch of different factions that are competing against each other, and your warriors are fighting other warriors, and your specific warrior, well, first of all, your faction in general is trying to survive and win, and then your specific warrior is actually having battles with other warriors and winning or losing them, and then based right. on that, you're getting currency or not getting currency. And this all happens without your direct involvement. So you own a warrior, you're holding your Ethereum wallet. They play forward a bunch of battle mechanics and whatever else on chain on, I think it's it's Polygon, but it, it, it might... It, it, um, I believe it's Polygon. Is it Polygon? Okay. I believe it is. Um, they play forward a bunch of a bunch of battle mechanics and transactions on the Polygon network. They do that centrally, right? So they're basically running a simulation on the Polygon network centrally, and then and they and they're basically verifying your ownership of something in that simulation by the fact that you own an asset on Ethereum. So really cool because then you don't have to interact directly with all the Polygon stuff happening, um, and also don't just don't have to manage your your warrior throughout this whole process. But you get to spectate, which I think is super cool. There's this whole thing happening. I think actually this is how, uh, hopefully, how Martian Premier League is going to work as well, uh, which we talked about on a previous show, where there's just all this cool stuff happening. You have a stake in it, right? Because you you own a participant in it, but you don't have to be directly controlling that participant every step of the way, which obviously would take a ton of time and be a pain, right? So I, I think it's I think it's cool. I mean, we'll see. They haven't actually even minted the. The Warriors yet, that's coming soon. They have distributed all the sort of minting tokens for the Warriors into people's Ethereum wallets. But then again, they, they waited on doing the actual Warrior Mint until uh, until they um, feel like the market's in better shape. So They're building. They are building, as building. with everyone. So Yeah, um, yeah no, it, it's interesting. I mean, I think my... So maybe we can do a little quick um, summary here of um, final thoughts on staking games. Uh, you know, it kind of just I, after having gone through with the raid party, seeing the Street Fighter stuff, like um, there's probably a good way to do this. I don't think I've seen it yet. Um, <laughs> well, because I think it, it does ultimately rely on kind of it, 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 it's the same overall mechanic of you know a collection that gets popular a bunch of people come in then people start to get out and then kind of it you know mm -hmm. collapses underneath itself um because it's not necessarily providing the kind of value that people are looking for or they don't see the future value that could potentially manifest from it um and so i mean it goes back to what i said earlier which is you know a lot of projects there's a lot of effort that clearly went into it but it's like well what is the kind of value that's being delivered by these different things aside from hey like i you know Potentially, I could be somebody who benefits from other people getting interested in coming in. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think on the staking game side, um, looking for a little bit more utility that translates to something. I think the 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 raid party um, confetti shop is an interesting um, angle uh, into that uh, because it starts to get into, hey, like you can buy an allow list spot for another project, or you can buy, like, again, things that translate into value outside of the collection in and of itself. Yeah, physical um, merch or something like that could also, right. yeah. Cause I, yep. Yeah, because I think things that are purely internal to themselves, it's like, well. Uh, That's all value that is, it's basically, you know, um, like 
uh, zero sum value within the right. collection. Right. And so yeah. you need to connect into other things. And so they're starting to do that with the confetti shop and, and raid party. Um, it'll be, again, it'll be interesting just to see how the space evolves in general when it comes to um, stake to earn, play to earn type scenarios. Like what are the kinds of, um, again, um, external value rewards, I guess, or uh, or value that these these projects can provide. So that said, I think, uh, yeah, cool I mean, of these, I, I actually think I actually think NFT's Ragnarok, weirdly enough, has the best <laughs> chance at doing something interesting here for that the other ones haven't done in terms of not requiring a ton of effort from you, but having you have a personal stake in it as opposed to sure. I think what, the mistake with not a mistake, but like the you know, um, the the gap with Raid Party is because everyone gets the same rewards. It just feels like right. you have less of a personal stake in it. But then also they are planning to have a season-based model where you sort of can buy back into future seasons using rewards from earlier seasons. And not everyone's going to get enough in rewards to be able to afford buying back in. And so that will hopefully drive... It's, it doesn't have to be new people. It can be people who didn't do as well in the previous season, buying back in at higher cost and to, to participate in future seasons. Right. So. right. Cool. Cool. Well, well, that is staking that, games. Yes. Now we move on to our favorite segment. Favorite segment. Pickup. Pickup of, of the, the two weeks. Bi-weekly. So. Yeah, something like that. Something. Um, what yeah. What did you pick up? What did I pick up? I picked up, uh, we're going to talk about Verb Chapter 1. So Verb Chapter 1, uh, I don't, you know, honestly, don't know a ton about it. And <laughs> Good pickup. Uh, well, it was, I just saw the art come through on Twitter, and I liked it. It was like, it's a little walking dudes, kind of, you know, the the whole walking dude thing invisible oh, friends did that one. yeah kind of the stuff, invisible so. friend style um, yeah they're just like little marshmallow people walking along doing their thing but what um, i what, what would i do to find this uh this verb chapter one you would account. type in verb into open c oh and open okay yeah i was on twitter see that so ah, found it uh, yeah their twitter is um, oh they're cute they're kind of yeah, walking they're, they're yeah. just hanging out they're pretty cool um, so I actually got into them uh, before they got popular. Then they got popular. Um, I liked the ones I had, so I kind of kept them. And then now they're unpopular again. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not really here to to buy and flip. Um, I just think they're pretty cool. So I've got, um, it's kind of going to pull up some of my, my little dudes here. Um, the one that I'm, for those of you who would like to follow along at home if you pull up the verb chapter one um collection uh the guy i like the most is uh number 1707 um he's cool uh and then actually 2047 a little like crt tv he's got a little crt tv yeah he's like and he's like rank like 17 or 20 in the collection or something like that um right. you can tell because of what i paid for him i was gonna um, say you wanted a 0.8 for that huh <laughs> so yeah i mean i just liked it it was it was yeah. it was floor at the time was 0.1 something i mean it wasn't like it definitely wasn't a i'm gonna buy this and flip this by it was a cool dude with crt tv that was flickering um more reasonable was 2047 um that i bought for 0.3 again above floor but 
Um, oh, wow. I just cool. thought he was super cool. He's got a little, little alarm clock dude walking by him there. He's got a little skateboard, skis, a fanny pack. Uh, anyways, they just look cool. I enjoy them. Um, maybe they'll get popular again. Maybe they won't. Um, I probably won't really sell them. Um, just enjoy them. Sure. Um, put them on my rotating NFT display here at my at my home um, and just watch them, watch them scroll by. All right. So that that is good. my pickup of the biweekly. Good. My what pickup, we don't have to spend too much time on because we spent half the show on it. But oh. uh, my pickup was Azuki number five seven nine two. Okay. AKA Rongo. AKA Rongo. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time on that, but it was a good time spent. It was, that's a big big moment. Yeah. Uh, now, and as part of the regular pickup of the week or pickup of the biweek, check in. Quick check. Have you picked up a Martian Premier League player? Uh, I have not. I have not picked up a Martian Premier League. I well, think now is any... the time because they are getting close to starting the excuse me, a player claiming process where you claim your players in their simulation. Yep. And then they're going to go. I mean, there's going to be matches happening and all sorts of teams forming and all sorts of stuff. So oh, now, is, now is now or never is what I'm hearing. Uh, probably not, but uh, now is now is a good time, I think. Uh, good. But um, well, I'll, like I said last time, I, I looked into it. I just couldn't find the right aesthetic for me. Um, OpenSea is erroring on me right now, so I can't even go and look uh, again. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take another peek. Maybe you know, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we've been through some things in the market. Maybe maybe there's some interesting stuff down near the floor this time around. Uh, last time the floor was filled with some pretty uh gritty pretty stuff all right so all right okay and then we have a qdow update to close out the show so we made one transaction on the qdow in the past week and that is i guess maybe two if you count a a list transaction as well but so we made a purchase we purchased a project atmos Number 6160. Hey. Project, project Atmos is a banner project around the around sort of having uh, uh, 3D rendered cars that are in front of these 3D rendered uh, environments, buildings, backgrounds, that sort of stuff. It, it's a some pretty cool looking stuff run by a member of the Midnight Breeze community named Robin, uh, along with, uh, I think, a few other folks as well. And... They were they were actually seeing some good action around uh, mint and reveal and stuff like that. They so they started minting at a uh, a reasonable price, but still a non-zero price. I forget what the actual mint price was. And then partway through that, they realized this is not going to mint out. So they switched it to a free mint. They gave everyone who had minted for a price like two for free or something like that, or, or I think they refunded what they had paid and they gave them like two for free. And then they open it up as a free mint for for the rest of the collection. Really smart. Drove a ton of attention. It was trending on OpenSea for for a few days there. Uh, definitely, I think worked out well. It was a good move. You know, drove a ton of secondary interest um, uh, and and just general interest in the collection to um, to to make it a free mint. So, uh, so, that, well, so did, for for yeah. listeners for listeners at home, yes. Um, and uh, those those of us on the podcast that missed what number you called out that we own. Uh, what number was that? 
Sixty-one, sixty. Sixty-one, sixty. Sixty-one, yeah, sixty. Yeah, Project Atmos. You look that up first. Oh, this is nice. We got a little, we got a little, a little guay, little guai, uh... So yeah, so we bought it when it was unrevealed, and then yeah. it got revealed, uh, and it is the it looks like twelve fifty-eight out of sixty-nine hundred uh, rarity in the collection. So pretty good. And we got a little RV. Is, we got a. Yeah, well, purple car. We got a muscle car. We got the look at the gas station. These are nice. Yeah, yeah, for They're sure. Nice. So, so we bought it for point oh five nine five. Yep. After a after a QDAO vote. Yep. And the floor was at I think point one point one one or point one ish at the time when I proposed another vote, which is should we sell it for point one two point one five or point one nine. And that poll did not get any votes <laughs> besides <laughs> mine. Perfect. And so I was unable to execute that listing transaction uh, until yeah. a few days later yeah. when the votes were confirmed. Yep. And when you dropped in your vote for yeah. 0.12, it is yep. now listed for 0.12, but the collection floor is, I think, back down to now you have 0.021. So actually, I should revise the, the value here. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll estimate it at. Actually, let's estimate it at, uh, at, at rarest trait floor here. So we'll, we'll look at the, um, at, at one of the cars here. I actually uh, haven't spent a ton of time looking at these. I'm looking through them. They're really interesting. Um, there's there's a lot of detail. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's clearly, it's, a, it's a little. I mean, it's clearly like uh, generatively composed. There's some things you can see in some places, but uh, it's found like a lantern trait, for example. There is. I own two uh, two lanterns oh. on on in the okay. Rongo wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's you know it's a little um very photorealistic, which is generally not my not my vibe um, on this stuff. But it's got like it's kind of some of the stuff's a little illustrative, which is which is nice. Um, but no, it's yeah, great. The other thing I'd say is like I think at least the ones that are at night come across a little dark when they're in yeah. when they're when you're not seeing them full screen. I mean they look actually great when you have them full screen. Yeah. make great desktop backgrounds stuff like that but if you're using them as banners in places where they're not going to be like huge they can come across a little dark and some of the details get lost on on the night ones the day ones actually look look pretty good no matter what size they're at but yeah it's uh it's it's i don't know one of my one of the things i enjoy looking at nft collections sometimes is just the um like <laughs> what is the what is the it almost takes like you take like six dice that all have different things on them shake it up and then roll it out and it's like okay we're gonna do a photorealistic banner project around sports cars uh and like uh i don't know what kind of a, a kind of neo-japanese aesthetic yeah. <laughs> um but like yeah it's like the combination of all the different like things that kind of result in the feel of this collection it's like okay i was like Interesting. To, I'd, I'd be interested in the story of how how the team like got here. Like it, it looks very cool. I'm not criticizing. It's just a it's very specific. <laughs> There's a very specific aesthetic happening. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's 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 super cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, that, so with that with that transaction, the QDAO has it continues to have 0. 0.4 in deposits. Now has 0. 0.1589 cash on hand. Oh. Has spent 0.118 in gas fees and other expenses. Has 0.218 in assets on hand. 
for an overall loss of 0.023. Oh, no. Which puts our return at negative 5.78%. So the QDAO is now in the red. Oh, no. We're in the red. We're in the red. And that actually is without even updating the Bobu price. So what's what's our latest okay, well, Bobu price? Well, let's not look too closely. At live, the Bobu live, price. live Bobu price here is at 0.05, it looks like. Oh, Bobu. Oh, no, 0.055, yeah, is, is, the, is the floor Bobu list right oh, now. Bobu. And if we update the Bobu to 0.055, uh, woof, our return is now negative 22.78%. Uh, oh, no. Bobu. <laughs> Yeah, uh, losing 0.091 Ethereum. So the QDAO, not, you know, it, it was looking pretty good for a bit there, but but not looking as good anymore. But, I mean, the whole market's not looking that good. So the QDAO is probably at negative 22.78%. I bet the QDAO is outperforming the market in the in the time we've been. Well, we didn't, you know, we didn't get in on Goblin Town, so that's... QDAO did not get in on Goblin Town, that's right. Yeah, uh, or Bokey. We had some other, like, just hits right now. We got Bokey, Goblin Town um yeah those are kind of two that stick out at the moment <laughs> that's but, it <laughs> yeah well now we're well, now we're in the town meta you know, we got hobo town going on we skipped okay bears for the most part not okay bears that whole drama that continues mm-hmm. to unfold um but uh but yeah um that's a good good update in the QDAP. Cool. All right. Well, that's the that is the it was a live vote. Is that a thing? Do you did you have a? Oh well, we I thought we did we have something we needed. I thought we needed to decide something about the QDAO. Was there oh. a decision we needed to make on uh, any type of transaction? Uh, there are no. Oh, so we've only got at this point point one five eight nine cash on hand. So there's not we we we've, we've got to start thinking about whether we want to sell stuff for losses to generate some liquidity here. Or whether we want to, I mean, I guess we can do a lot with 0.1589. So it's not the end of the world, but but we're definitely more restricted than we used to be in terms of the types of trades we can make here. Okay, so no no live vote. We'll we'll we'll. I think what we should for next time we'll try and put together a live vote so the sure. people listening can hear what it's like to be in a DAO. Well, I, 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 I see. So we, we vote live. Yeah, that's actually pretty yeah. good. Vote you want to get you want to help them experience it. So when you know eventually they get involved in a DAO, that they they yes. know how to vote. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which is you—you you message <laughs> each other and casually agree on it. Well, uh, yeah, possibly but, in a Discord. You know, we take it behind then. the scenes a little bit. It'll <laughs> be a, it'll be a whole thing, and then and then you know they'll they'll know how to do it themselves. All right, very good. Yeah. Well, I think with that, that'll do it for this episode of the Cold Wallet. I'm mostly done with my. Uh, I am very show. done. I've been okay. on empty. For, mm. for quite a while here um it was i mean i'm uh, down in the in the in the very minty portion of it because it's it's a little it's a little yeah. mint forest at the bottom yeah. of this glass here well, so i did a i did a shake and strain so i didn't leave the mint uh mm. in the bottom there to marinate which oh i left the mint yeah um could have been a good call but let's give it a i feel like we should introduce yet another new segment uh, in the podcast because why not um what's the what's your rating on this drink oh Drink rating. Drink rating. Um, Techihito. I give it Techihito. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it the tip. The tip. We decided tip. how much we want to tip the bartender. Exactly. Based on how good the drink was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I give this drink a twenty-seven percent tip. Twenty-seven percent tip. I wasn't <laughs> expecting things to be in percentages. For sure. I was <laughs> expecting things to be in which dollars, which also doesn't make sense. So yeah, Ethereum would be a good audience that, that doesn't have a concept of, of of you know American tipping culture may not have a may not. I, I mean, that's why you tip in Ethereum. That's what. 
I, yeah, well, but I, I gave it. As oh, a sure. Tipping culture. Well, yeah, tipping culture is. A different I mean, twenty-seven percent tip would be would be you know certainly higher than than expected, um, but not astronomical. Not astronomical. It's a. It's actually not. I mean, it's not a fantastic tip to be honest on a drink. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is. I guess it it's, is. On it's a pretty. Drink. I mean, so a, you know, a, 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 a generally standard accepted tip yeah. in America would be about twenty percent. And then twenty five percent is very good, and so twenty seven percent is a bit above that. So okay, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I think um, I'm trying to think of what I would can kind of compare it to. Ranch water is like the last tequila drink that I had, and it's it's different. I wouldn't want to. This is a kind of drink you can have one of like a week maybe because it's, it's quite sweet because of the lemonade because of the the simple mm. syrup. The oh, mint. also. So I'm making my own lemonade. I was able to make it not that uh, sweet. A little sour. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put a conservative amount of sugar in and basically dialed it in until I got a, a lemonade I was happy with in terms of not being got too it. sweet. Yeah, Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's hard for me to diverge from what you've already put out there. I think it's a solid drink. I'd say above average. Um, like I said, would would drink it again, but you know, I couldn't do like two of these back to back or something. Like I think this is a, it's a oh, one yeah. and done, uh, unless I was at a music festival, in which case I could just just drink them all just day. Pound them. Yep. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I think twenty twenty seven percent. I think we can we can just come to consensus on that. All right, twenty seven percent, and that has been episode three of the Cold Wallet. You can email us either rongo at thecoldwallet.xyz or fujimax at thecoldwallet.xyz. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us both on Twitter. Coldwallet.xyz has all of your resources there, including the QDAO readout, which you can uh, watch live on the website with or without. Watch our losses pile up live. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to the most recent episode there. You can get the feed, all that good stuff. Coldwallet XYZ. We will see you on the next episode. We'll have lots of exciting stuff to talk about, including two collections that we were going to talk about today, but didn't have time. So massive packed agenda for next time. We will, plus all the topics we came up with this time, lots to talk about. We'll be back again soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.